This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Inside Story on BFM 89.9. Good evening, you're with Sharmila Ganesan and Lee Chui Lin. Tonight, we're discussing provocative campaign tactics and how voters view them. So this comes as some banners attributed to the Ikatan National were put up, leaning very heavily on race and religion. There have been a lot of reactions to it, so we're talking about whether it's likely to sway voters at this stage. So let us know, at this point, are you still undecided? And do incidents like this affect your vote? You can call 777 tweet us at BFM Radio, send us a voice note or WhatsApp at our U mobile number 18 This is Inside Story. It is 6.09 and let's start with the um, recent images that have been going viral online, right? Because there were pictures of... um, frankly, provocative banners that have been hung up in parts of Bangi, um, specifically one that's, uh, that is a Perikatan National banner saying, ini tanah Melayu, ini tanah kita, bukan Melayu hanya menumpang. Now, to be fair, Tasik Lugo MP and Bangi Bersatu Chief uh, Wan Saiful Wanjan has come out to say PN didn't put up these banners. However, um, this has sparked conversation and a fair amount of criticism and pushback in terms of uh, essentially provocative tactics on the campaign trail. Yeah, because this is, it's beyond a dog whistle, right? It's much more direct, uh, but it also is a immediate hit at a very particular Malaysian pressure point that exists. Uh, this notion of the pendatang or the penumpang, uh, the premise that some people just came later and are now riding on others' coattails. And so it, it kind of hits at very specific resentments that Frankly, a lot of politicians have been banging on about for quite some time now. I wanted to extend the point, though, about uh, about PN saying that it's not them, uh, that they this is not their banner and that in fact they were a, he says, he claims a dirty tactic used by other political parties to associate PN with a disgusting message. He also said that he has ordered the election machinery to immediately take down the banners if they see them. Um, This has been echoed by Basatu Associate Wing Chairman Chong Fatful, who also said they're not PN's work. And I think that um, I, I wanted to introduce that because what we're talking about today is how people might perceive these ads. And I think that there are therefore two competing narratives, right? Well, two competing narratives, but three possible reactions. So one is you see this and you're immediately upset. And um, that I think is... I'm not going to say that it is only non-Malays who would feel that. I think it's very likely, in fact, that a lot of right-minded Malaysians will look at that and immediately understand that that's not okay to say. So I think the first thing is you get upset. The second thing, though, is the interesting part. So then, if you're upset, um, the question is what you do with that. Because if you believe that it's a Paikatan national banner, then and, and it kind of neatly aligns with what you think they're already saying, uh, then it's very easy to then say, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to vote for them. Uh, If, on the other hand, you believe what uh, the PN folks are saying, which is that, well, no, actually, uh, it's not us. 
How does that work? Do you buy into the idea that the PHBN side of things are playing dirty? No, and actually whether that playing dirty then influences, especially this late in the game, right? Does it influence your decision to vote? Because that's what um, we're talking about here in that these tactics, now whichever side you may choose to think were responsible, do these change your mind? Um, do they make you rethink your decision? That's what we want to hear from you on. At this point, are you still undecided? Do incidents like these affect your vote? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we'll be speaking with Dr. Diana N. Kasimon, a senior lecturer and researcher in media and communication from UPM. So keep it here on Inside Story. BFM 89.9. Bold, fearless Malaysia. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. It is 6.14. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Lynn. And we're talking about provocative tactics um, close to the election and whether they change minds, whether they sway voters. Uh, This comes as uh, banners attributed to PN were put up. PN said, um, not their job. They didn't do it. So we've been asking you, at this point, if you're still undecided, do incidents like these affect your vote? You can call 777-332-900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now is Dr. Diana N. Kasimon, Senior Lecturer and Researcher in Media and Communication at University Putra Malaysia. Uh, Her area of interest include nation building, um, a divided society, post-conflict society and strategic communication. Dr. Diana, good to have you with us today. Um, It is crunch time for campaigns on both sides of the aisle, and we've seen an uptick in divisive and provocative actions, including these uh, racial banners. Was this something you expected to see? Are these tactics that we've uh, seen employed in previous elections? Okay. All right. So to be, uh, in my opinion, to be honest with you, I think this is something not new in Malaysia. In fact, this has been in Malaysia for decades. And in fact, they have actually shaped our political landscape. So whether they are going to use it or not going to use it, that's not something surprising. But my impression is this racial banner or racial-based politics are still going to stay for more election to come. Who are these actions or tactics targeted to? Is it the fence-sitters? Okay. All right. So this is, I find it quite interesting because um, I find that we cannot actually underestimate these fan sitters because when they are fan sitters doesn't mean they are ignorant about things. So most of the time um, this has been targeted to people who are actually might not be so aware about the current political situations. Okay, so they can live in urban or they can also live in the remote area. And then to say that people in the urban area are much more educated, but much more well aware than people in the remote area, that I don't think that is really a fair point. Because you have to remember, for those who are actually living in the remote area, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, especially for those a bit elderly, they have children to tell them. And then for those... uh, and then they, they also have uh, relatives, you know, who might, they might have this regular conversation regarding politics. So, so fancy sitters, they can be yes or no. Uh, but for me, this idea about, you know, all this political manipulation by using all this tactic is probably to appeal to more of, I would, I would call them studio intellects, to be honest with you, because these are the people who are probably, you know, 
let's just read the headline and I get triggered. So this kind of tactic is meant for this group of people. Now, what have you observed about how these banners have been received, both uh, on the ground as well as online? So if if we talk about these uh, racial-based politics or racial banner politics, so if we are on the ground, if you sit next to somebody, we might not hear it that much or probably people trolling each other that much. Yeah, they, we might have conversation about this. Talk to your friends, talk to your relatives, talk to whoever. But this impact or the, the conversation gets really intense, especially if it is online. Because for the fact that people can just hide behind the keyboard, behind the screen. So so if, if you read whatever that is going on online, you feel there's going to be the World War III the next day as opposed to what's happening on the ground. That is that is my, my honest observation regarding this. You know, for example, how people actually use TikTok to spread hatred as if there's no tomorrow. If, if you actually go through that, that's scary. Even if you look at stuff on Twitter, but on the ground, yes, people do talk about it, but I don't think it's as damaging or as disturbing as the things that you see online. So that is that is based on my observation regarding this And a recent Ilham study actually suggested that Malay voters will prove uh, once more to be kingmakers in this election. And these banners do directly seem to be appealing to Malay Muslim voters. Do you think this will have direct impact here or conversely might it drive more moderate Malay voters or non-Muslim voters away from Peikatan National as in fact the coalition is alleging? Okay, so if you, if you think about this regarding what will sway people's voting uh, towards a party, and I think, um, how do I put this? It's, it's mostly, if people want to sway about anything, it usually will be on, what do you call that, on, on the current issues, political issues or situations that's happening in Malaysia. So be it from any party, so whoever that's who says what and the other person says something. So I think we've heard a fair share of news regarding, you know, there was this debate between, it wasn't really a debate, but mostly on the, you know, conversation or, or, de- or Q&A session between our prime minister and also the student regarding the social contract. I know there were so many reactions regarding that. Some of, some of them said that it was necessary. Some of them said that it was really, really harsh. So, so in terms of swaying that, so I think I think it's not it's, it's for me it's probably because of uh, of the issues itself. And then also um the factor on voting for candidates sometimes not always because of the party alone. So the but the candidates play an important role too. So for me, if Right now, PRN is tomorrow. So I've been driving in the area of my neighborhood and I've been seeing some uh, photographs or banner or billboard of the candidate for each party. I'll be sitting there thinking, okay, who am I going to vote next? So so that's the thing. And then sometimes, you know, we are human. We can be a bit naughty when you see that person's image on the banner or on the billboard. We'll be, say, we'll be thinking, is this really this person can do anything about it? You know, what could be uh, the, the promise uh, to the people in that area? So um, uh, so, so that's that's what I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, like, yeah, it might appeal uh, to answer your question about this um, racial banner might appeal to Malay Muslim voters. Uh, but again, not I, yes, it's easy to say that because in uh, in Samananjung in particular, the, the Muslims, are the majority that makes the number looks 
look bigger. But to say that it only appears that we will fall for it or the Malays will fall for it, I don't think that's a, it's a really a fair point because, like I said earlier, uh, it can be because of the, the, the party alone and, and also the candidates playing an uh, important role as well in this case. Now, this might be a complicated question to answer, but what does the use of tactics like these say, both about the party's ideologies and about whether they feel they are ahead in the race right now or falling behind? Is there more of a focus on creating fear or drama rather than focusing on policies? So when we think about this whole, uh, what do you call that, this, um, these tactics, you know, you know, I, I would say that um, anything that is a bit extreme, it almost becomes dramatic. So I give an example. I think we've seen this uh, particular example recently on that banner, you know, saying that uh, this land belongs to the Malay and the, the non-Malays are just a penumpang in this country. So I think that sounds a bit far-fetched because... Um, for the fact that, you know, we are Malaysians and, and then of course, we know our rights in the constitution just to, to, to make the claim that's just not right. So I think similar pattern you can see as well. If you, if you, if you think about Brexit in 2016, similar political drama happened, you know. For me, it seems to me like a desperate move for parties to appeal to the voters. So if you think about what happened in Brexit as well, they played this sentiment on take back our land, make Britain great again. So at the end of the day, who is taking your land? In the same in the same case here in Malaysia, at the same time, for the fact that oh, oh, we have to protect our land. We are the original people of this land. And then the question can be asked as well: who is taking your land here? For the fact that we all are living here already. So so for me, it just it's just a political drama in hope to appeal to certain group of people. For me, who are who are actually, you know, you know, we 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 get a lot of political extremists here, open toxic politics. So anything that comes from uh, their favorite party will have something that that jive with them. So, um, so for me, it's it's just it's just a drama and probably just a desperate move. Um, by uh, by the political parties for coming up with this kind of ideology. So this state election does seem to be following in the footsteps of the GE with heavy racial rhetoric being employed. But while we wait to see how this is going to play out at the polls, do you think that largely it has been effective at dominating the conversation? Has that distracted from policy discussions? Mm, okay. Um, so when we think about um, this whole idea about racial rhetoric, um, it's been there, like I had mentioned earlier, it has been there in our uh, political uh, landscape. And then if it's, whether this is a conversation to distract from the actual policy discussions, and I think we've seen many cases, a lot of things as well had been used as a, as a distraction in focusing on the actual um, issues in hand. If you think about it, like I don't really think about race or racism in Malaysia is an issue for the fact that if you look at us on the ground, I, I don't think that we have problems sitting next to each other in, in, in a restaurant or in a train. So I, I, I'm not sure why uh, where, where people get triggered by this idea about this racial rhetoric. Okay, so but I think what we really have to focus on should be on how we can progress as a nation. How can we attract the investors? So 
so if if it's so I'm not surprised if this idea about racial rhetoric had been used to actually distract the actual discussion how to progress as a nation because I, I if if you think if if you look at their current situation Malaysia is really in need of this you know especially post covid-19 so a lot of question had been asked by the voters and also by the uh, Malaysian citizen okay what's next for Malaysia so what 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 can okay based on this GE15 previously okay what does that do we expect to see for example in terms of economy in terms of social well-being and also in terms of education so if anything i think we as voters we should look at this aspect rather than getting um so triggered about whatever this racial card that is trying to be played out by the political parties so what advice do you have for voters on how to cut through the noise especially because elections always tend to have a sense of busyness and rhetoric around it Okay so I think here we need to be objective as voters so I uh, for those who had voted before probably uh they've gone through that in fact if if you, I'm not sure how how about in other uh, in other states but I remember during the last election during the general election GA15 uh, I, we've been seeing a lot of clips videos uh published in the news how people were so happy going voting there were no distractions there were no ruckus going on people were just happy talking to each other celebrating hey you're going voting yes we're going voting so so we should just stay objective on this and then do not fall for any political games agenda and then of course when you pick a candidate choose smartly and then and again if 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 anything that that um you know, I, I know there are some conversations a, a lot about, you know, this idea about religion and about, about race. So I think the best is just to not so not to get so emotional invested in this kind of idea. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't represent the actual Malaysian situation. Because you think about it like like as like I mentioned, I'm sure at your workplace as well, you've seen people of different race and, and religion. So we are going to work happily. So we eat happily. Uh, so I, I think the best is just stay objective, look at what the manifestos are. I mean, for, for you, for us as voters, we can we can actually kind of gauge on you know whether this is a, a personal agenda or is 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 a national or uh, interest, you know, so look, have a look at that mostly. So, so th- that, that that will be my uh, my advice to the voters. Dr. Diana, thanks for speaking with us today. That was Dr. Diana and Kasimon, senior lecturer and researcher in media and communication at University Putra Malaysia, weighing in on um, the use of racial rhetoric um, banners in this case as a way of swaying voters. Uh, last minute really and we are asking you at this point are you still undecided do incidents like these affect your vote you can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or whatsapp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. tweet us at bfm radio bright formidable media bfm 89.9 the business station it is 6.38. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Lynn. And we've been talking about racial rhetoric, provocative tactics, and whether these hold sway this close to the election. So um, this comes about as um, several uh, pictures of banners um, went viral online. Uh, the 
implication was that PN had put up banners that were racist in nature. Uh, PN has since pushed back and said this wasn't what they, they didn't do it, essentially. We're asking you whether at this point, are you still undecided whether incidents like these affect your vote? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, let's start with a voice note that's come in. This is from Vijay. Hi, my point is, I mean, the nuns already have a clear understanding who to vote is. So far, PN, as you know, they are only talking about race, religion, race and religion. I mean, they, they got nothing else to talk about, you know, whether how they want to improve the well-being of, of Malaysians, how they want to improve the economy, such like that. So it's, it's a clear cut, you see, who majority of Malaysians going to vote. Are we going to vote for a party that is racist or are we going to vote for a party that is, you know, taking care all of the well-being of our our citizen? Of course, uh, PM, PH now, I mean, they, they are sleeping with AMNO, but hopefully all turn, turn out to be, uh, to, be the, to be the best. And those, the, the main thing is we want to have a firm law to punish all the those who are corrupt. That's what people are waiting for. And hope Anwar can do that. Thank you. Vijay, thank you for those thoughts. Um, I think law policies are definitely uh, things that um, many voters would like to see an emphasis on rather than racial rhetoric. So we'll see what happens, right, tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Um, Because the the truth is that even people who do vote for the party that others perceive to be saying uh, or leaning very heavily on racial rhetoric... The truth is, right, whenever we've um, or whenever people have done studies on on these voters or spoken to them, um, many, many voters who vote for Paikatan National, sure, a fair amount say, you know, I'm more comfortable with somebody who is Muslim or Malay representing my specific views. I think that they are going to take better care of me than somebody who is not. But there are also people who believe that they're voting on the basis of policy, that Essentially, I would like to feel taken care of by economic policy. I don't feel confident that that's what I'm getting right now. And so I I think that when we talk about racial rhetoric, it's very easy to tar voters with like a single brush. And that's not our intention here tonight, I think. No, that's true. And, and you know, you're absolutely right that we talk about policy and race slash religion as if they never meet. But actually, a lot of policy has to do with um, race or religion, uh, freedom of practicing or not, um, rights or no rights, you know, and all of these are policy related issues as well. Um, we have um, Amelia saying, at this point in time, a vote decided no matter what will be any provocative banners or sp- no, no matter what provocative banners or speeches come out. Um, Stand firm on the vote to the ballot box tomorrow. If politicians want more trust from voters, they need to start behaving with civility and respect. Amelia, you're absolutely right. I think that for people who are decided that this is unlikely at this point, um, particularly because the, well, no, uh, it's unlikely at this point to shift views. I was going to say that maybe this isn't going to affect people outside of Bangi, but of course that was pre-internet. Now everybody has seen it and it's gone, you know, far and wide, all six states, people who are voting will likely have seen it. So it is a different ballgame. I think... I think that our premise today is really the question of what would happen if you are still undecided. And 
I, I'm quite interested to know if somebody was leaning towards Perikata National, but now feel that this particular sort of banner doesn't align with who they think they are, uh, whether that would change minds? Because I think that's the true question in some ways. Well, just to clarify one point, KW is asking, why is PN denying it's not them without being asked? Why so kanchong? Um, and I think KW, actually, this is because it went viral and there was criticism. Um, so they felt, um, they felt the need to respond and say, well, this wasn't them, which I think is fair. Yes, um, it's fair and... It's a, it's a bit of a damned if you do, damned if you don't, isn't it? Because if you don't respond, then people will say, well, why didn't you respond? If you do respond, then you have people saying, why did you? So it's it's a bit of a, you can't really win. Um, meanwhile, we have Shamil, who is drawing parallels to another incident, saying this is quite similar to the recent case of a pig's head at a party's HQ in Negri Sembilan, but that one is to trigger hatred of the majority. This banner is to trigger hatred among the minority. Our politicians are basically the new Punjaja, separating us according to race, religion, etc. Pecah and pecah dan perintah, like we learned back in Sejarah. It is quite sad, isn't it? I mean, hearing it like that and um, and reading that, Shamil, um, it, it, it does make me feel, and it goes back to, uh, we, we should, ideally at least, not need to discuss it in this way anymore. We should be viewing as voters, as Malaysians, who are voting for a better future for everyone. Yeah, I agree. Keep those thoughts coming. Um, we are asking you whether um, you're still undecided at this point and whether these sorts of um, provocative incidents, um, dramatic incidents, affect who you might vote for. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Bulldozing Fine Measures, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 6.46. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Lynn. And we are talking about um, being an undecided voter and what sort of thing might change your mind. So we're talking about this because um, there have been a couple of things that have gone viral online, um, specifically banners initially um, thought to be PN, but then they've pushed back and said they didn't put them up. Um, racist in tone, really. Um, but this got us thinking about provocative campaigning tactics. So we're asking you, at this point, are you still undecided? Do incidents like this affect your vote? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. We have more thoughts coming in on this. So Anderson says, Hi ladies, nothing will change the minds of me and my family as we are so sick and tired of this whole political fiasco which started after the Sheraton move up till now. We should not forget, forget nor forgive those who are selfish, irresponsible and no manners. They gave us hope in 2018 and took it away 20, 22 months later. Uh, Anderson does go on <laughs> a little bit about, I, I think, is it fair to say anger? Mm. Um, quite a lot of quite anger. Quite a lot of anger. Um, towards this group of politicians. and But I think, quite crucially, says, um, even now they have not stopped working on plans to overthrow a legitimate government endorsed by our king. Why or oh why can't they wait for five years? And I think, um, so to be fair, the plans that um, Anderson you're talking about are mostly alluded to, um, especially by one politician, actually. But I think that to to that point, we've been hearing this a lot, right? The sense of people saying, the Sheraton move kind of severely impacted how I feel, how I think, how I trust politicians. Uh, so there is that. The other thing is the whole point about legitimate governments elected 
into power. I think it's just something that we should remember, uh, regardless of the outcome tomorrow. Yes, because um, that uh, I agree that that is something uh, that there does seem to be a fair amount of. Um, can I say grandstanding um, when it comes to um, who rightfully should be in government, for instance? And, and I don't think that those kinds of conversations are helping or productive right now. Um, I think we have time for this voice note that's come in. This is from Aizul. I saw in the social media that banners saying that uh, only PN or PAS, my social girl, and other uh, racist uh, banners. Uh, I don't think that the PN or PAS are stupid enough uh, to do that. And um, even though I'm a supporter of PH, if PH did really do the you know this dirty trick, uh, I think um, this is bad for our country. Uh, we should move on from this kind of uh, dirty trick, uh, dirty campaigning. You know, trying to fear mongering. Uh, we should. Uh, move forward, campaign uh, based on policy and let the Raya decide. Thank you. Uh, Aizul, thank you for that. Um, I mean, I agree. I I agree that um, these dirty tricks, whether attributed to this particular party or not, uh, aren't really what instills trust in the leaders or the party. No, and you know, to be honest, this this unsureness about who is responsible for it, um, I think it benefits some more than others. But in general, it's just not a healthy conversation to be having on the eve of voting day. I think we we'd all probably much rather be talking about um, about policies or perhaps more specifics about what our adun prospective aduns are promising, not focusing on banners that now nobody wants to claim <laughs> or focusing on, um, you know, carcasses. I, I, I think that I'd much rather not be talking about it. And yet here we are. Actually, um, to that point that it would be ridiculous to, to think that they would do it and think they could get away with it. Um, you know what the problem is? Perpetuating these, this sort of conversation, this line of campaigning means that at this point, it's almost irrelevant whether the actual parties do it or not, right? Because there is a certain enabling that has happened on the part of supporters, on the part of uh, troublemakers who feel that they can do something like this and actually manage to sway opinions or make people think that perhaps it was in fact the parties. Anon, meanwhile, says, It baffles me to see that in 2023, the slogan Tanah Melayu ialah hak orang Melayu is still there, and it's so lame for someone like us from the millennial generation. To be honest, I'm glad that my circle would laugh when we read or find such statements. As far as we know, Tanah Melayu, um, you know, our country is Malaysia, uh, which consists of various races, including Malay, Chinese, Indian, Indigenous peoples, and so on. This tactic should stop immediately. I would like to suggest for SPR to slap both the opposition and government with a hefty fine for failing to control their supporters, even though they deny their doing. At least it could be used in our national economy plan. Politicians should focus on national policies and improve our lifestyle. I agree with most of what you were saying. Um, I think, though, that it can be tough to decide what qualifies as an offence. Um, because what is a quote-unquote supporter? Anybody can put up a banner when people aren't around to see. Uh, yeah, so actually this is something that we've been talking about lately, right? Even part of yesterday's conversation that, frankly, party members also, because parties 
yes, they're centralized in terms of leadership, but, you know, subsequently really anybody can join. And so kind of finding people for things that people who are part of the party, but not necessarily decision makers, I, I think it will prove to be difficult. And also, um, Anon, I see where you're coming from all for adding funds towards things that could go back to the people. I do wonder, though, whether adding a layer of bureaucracy also opens up uh, more avenues for corruption. You know, just things mm -hmm. like that. I'm not sure we need it. We have Zaki saying, Personally, these types of banners don't have an impact on the choices I'll make tomorrow. It's par for the course in Malaysian politics. There are no angels, just different degrees of devilry. We have a winner-take-all system. There's no prizes for coming in second. There will be elements in parties and among the supporters who go, quote-unquote, the extra mile to ensure their candidates win and yes this also includes framing the other side oh zaki do we want to live in the world as it is now or the world as it could be <laughs> because you know you're so right it's so true this is this is kind of a, a realist's take on what's happening um it's Par for the course, I agree. Devilry is a good word. <laughs> but I'd like to think we can grow and move past it. Um, perhaps it will take more electoral cycles than, than this. I also think that a tone needs to be set from the top, um, that we don't stand for this kind of rhetoric, we don't stand for this kind of campaigning. And then if your supporters feel pushed to do this, you can actually say that's not us and there would be validity. Yes, that's very true. Um, so Amir says, political extremism is everywhere, whether in opposition or government parties. There have been so many slurs that have been thrown around during this campaign. As a mature voter, I don't care about racial remarks. I've already made my choice to topple a political leader who lied to his supporters. It will not affect the federal government's position. That's my mission. I think actually some people are very clear on this. Um, and I think um, that in a way um, is... That, in a way, I think is quite telling in terms of what people want. They want people you can uh, trust. It is. I also think, actually, judging from the tone of our conversation today, that most people are most people are for this approach. We, we haven't actually heard from anybody who was severely triggered by the banner no. in any big way. But, you know, like one of our listeners earlier this week, they might say that's because um, we are speaking to people who are already inclined to vote a certain way. Um, but I agree that, that I think... Um, this late in the game, uh, there may not be as many people who are that easily uh, pushed to change their mind. Or um, who, if they're still uncertain, might not be triggered by things like this. Yes. The latter is my hope. Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, do keep your thoughts coming. Um, you can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.